folks, welcome to an episode of The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan, he is Mac. What's up? This is a uh, an art review show where we consume art and try to learn from art. May it be uh, movies, TV shows, video games, music, anything like that in order to better learn and become better students of which that is art. Nice. It's a very good intro. Yeah, and, and you. I, ideally you are learning at the same pace that we are. That ideally, is the, but I mean, we cannot control that is the We issue. cannot is the thing. So we're just crossing our fingers hoping that you are learning something at the same pace that we are or learning something at all ever. Yes, and I am finally paying off my bet as well. Uh, finally pen- paying off Are the penalty you? points. I thought this was just—I thought this was just what you looked like no, today. I, I, well, some may say, yeah. Uh, I'm in, you know, striped pants. Uh, you know, a loose kind of like white shirt and black vest. Uh, I have an eye patch on and a uh, a nice little cap as well. You know, is, salutations, nice. good sir. Oh, I like that. Yes. I really like that. I'm really uh feeling it. Uh, you know. Becoming the role that is a sort of uh, day and night trader on the, the high seas. Let's just uh, let's oh, call it Oh, like interesting. Because earlier you were a very specific character from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's – why do we have to bring that up? I mean, pi- pirate is such a lowly status, you know? Like, oh, fair, 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 fair. I, I am a what merchant, just, simply. You're just a seaman yeah. who happens to have an eye patch. Of course. Yeah, well, there's, this was a traumatic accident. There's of course. no need to discuss. Honestly, Danny, I, I think I might rather riff on your uh, pirate Halloween costume we got from Party City than, than have to really deep dive into the thing that we're reviewing today. Which is Movie 43, a film that was released in 2013, uh, directed by multiple people, written by multiple people, starring multiple people, and an absolute dumpster fire of a film. There's it's, no better way to say it. It's it's a film. It's supposed to be a comedy film. It does not succeed that well, oh, and that nice. it really yeah. doesn't really succeed at all. And that um, where uh, it's a bunch of sketches kind of put together with the very loose through line of Dennis Quaid's character trying to pitch pitch all these different movies to Greg Kinnear's character, and that's that's the through line of the film. And it's a bunch of different sketches, and, and it shows uh, you segments of of what this movie would look like if his pitches were given money correct and so like i remember hearing about this movie when it came out and i remember hearing like really poor reviews for this film when it came out and i'm like that's so strange because when you look at a stellar cast you imagine i mean we could we could go through the list right of the actors in this film i'll just give you i'll give you 10 i'll just give you 10 right emma stone 10 yeah just 10 emma stone Stephen Merchant, yeah, Richard Gere, Lee Schreiber. Uh, I already gave you a few right there. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman, Kate Winslet, uh, Patrick Burt, uh, Patrick Warburton, excuse me, Naomi Watts. Yeah, uh, even you know Chris Pratt and Halle Anna Berry. Ferris. Halle Berry's in this movie. Oh, I forgot to put Halle, uh, Halle Berry in that list, but that was just ten. Yeah, that was just ten that I gave. Just you. a cool ten of like pretty famous yeah. actors, noteworthy Elizabeth actors. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Who directed Josh and uh, yeah, just dude, it's it's a whole, it's a dumpster fire. It's a mess. It really and is. It's it's very loosely put together, and essentially how they filmed this bad boy was just like it just took years and years because they would just wait for these very famous A-list actors to become a part when they had free time to become a part of this project and really only shoot for a couple of days. You know, and this film took yeah. like four years to make because they would just wait. They would wait for these actors to become available. I'm going to take off this eye patch because holy shit, it is so difficult sure. to see. I would love to keep doing it for the bit, but it's making my job intensely difficult. Uh, I don't 
it's hard to begin. It's hard to begin at yeah. such uh, so, a rotten piece of trash. Fair, fair. So I, I think that we should uh, first maybe talk about um, the – let's just get this out of the way. Th- just the most shocking moments, the moments that made you go, I, I'm impressed that Twitter has not gotten a hold of this yet and we are not talking about the uh, absolute outrages that are, uh, you know – held within this movie here's the thing so i don't think much many people are watching this movie anymore because they know how bad it is and you should not watch this movie we watched this movie i suggested this movie because i was like how a how bad can this be and b very bad and b like what can we learn from this movie so that you know we as human beings don't make the same uh don't fall into the same pits that these uh, yeah. particular uh, creators, if if you so dare to use that word, right. uh, uh, fell we, into. We we can get into structure and technique and foundational stuff later. I think maybe more second half. But let's talk about like the worst. Let's just talk about content right now. Yeah, let's just talk about strict content now. Yes. I will say conceptually, right? Some of these sketches, I think, actually work pretty well conceptual, yeah. just strict concept, not in terms and of have execution. Potential. So, what were some of those? What were some of the ones that like? The setup was like, okay, there's a lot of potential here. I would say, like, the first two, for example. First two? Okay, so, so, so could the you first... give the, con- the pitch concept for each for yeah. of the first two? So the, the first two sketches, the proper sketches that they show <laughs> off. The first one is oh. you have this, like, billionaire philanthropist who is, like, loved by the community. And he's beautiful. And, it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. And he's on a blind date. And he has a scarf around his neck, and he takes off the scarf, and he just has testicles. And that's just where his testicles are. are. on his neck. And it's like, it's not, I guess what I'm saying out loud, it's not that funny, but the execution of it was actually okay. It's the reveal. The reveal was really good. It was a very good reveal. You weren't expecting it at all. And the jokes that were kind of like, that they were presenting throughout it were decent enough, considering that it was just testicles on somebody's neck. Kate Winslet does a fantastic job in that. Yeah. Really, really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, of, of just, like, specifically, it's her trying to, just via eye contact, like, look for help in the people that are passing by. Or, like, the waiters that are talking to them, like, with her eyes trying to be, like, am I insane? Are you yeah. seeing what I'm seeing and right it's now? Clear That's that, funny. And it's clear that she's the only person in that room. That's who, willing to who doesn't it. Well, who doesn't know that. He, yeah, she didn't know already. Yeah. Or, or is the only one that wants to acknowledge it. Right. Like it's that it's that weird thing of that ambiguity where we just don't know. But then, then you have the second sketch, once again conceptually, yeah. where you have uh, these two parents who are homeschooling their teenager, but they want to give the teenager the proper high school experience, which is essentially all the messed up stuff. Which that's a great concept. Yeah, and just like so, like the dad is also the gym teacher and like bullying him as well, right. as well as the mom being the English teacher, yeah. bullying him. But then it gets really insane. And like, then she like, like a- you know, as he's like walking up the stair with like his his books or whatever, she like smacks him out of his hands and stuff. Yeah, like she has calls to, like, him names. Yeah, and like that that's funny. That that's that's a, yeah. I think a decent concept. But then it gets execution. like really uncomfortable, and I'm I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I don't know where this is. I don't know where this is in terms of how funny it actually was. But like first then there's like a house party at their house. Right. Uh and then but they're not letting the kid in because like he's the lame kid in school, you right. know? And so like he has to watch his parents party with a bunch of random teenagers and like that 
I, I would say that that's, again, in idea, in concept, a pretty funny, like, joke, I yeah. think. Um, I think seeing, like, Liev Schreiber, like, you know, motorboating some random teenager is not insanely funny, but I think... Assuming that the, that the person playing that teenager was not actually a teenager. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they were not. There's uh, probably not. The, um... Or, like... Uh, but but like just the image of the mom being like having to decline her son, I think was pretty funny. Entry to their but own then home. it does get a little strange, a little uncomfy, a yeah. little yikes, cringy. Yeah, which is uh, when they uh, ha- <laughs> give their child uh, uh, his first kiss. Yeah, and so of course the mom is playing the uh, girl who wants to uh, have right. sex. Right, with, right, uh, right. And son. so, like, and then you have the dad. If you want to explain that one, sure. And so the dad. Well, I don't know how I'm going to, but I'm going to try. the The dad, um, he is his best friend in this like kind of made up high school universe, scenario, whatever yeah. scenario world. And um, and so because he is his best friend, he plays like his best friend is closeted, and so he like tries to make a pass at his son, and that ends up not panning out and like of course the son is like what are you doing and he's like oh i'm nothing man i'm just messing around and like i think it's supposed to be funny but it's just uncomfortable it's just very uncomfortable Um, and and then and the sketch was getting somewhere towards the end when the kid comes down meets like the new neighbors and like the kid is completely normal and completely happy and has a wonderful relationship with the parents and then all of a sudden grabs like a mannequin and that's his friend which that joke didn't land well, I'm like concept. I'm like this. Maybe right. could have been fleshed out a little. Right, right. So again, uh, like medium concept, but just does not. Uh, is something getting you? But just well, it just does I, not... I use the term fleshed out when oh, describing. Gross. Well, well, when describing like his friend is a mannequin. I just oh, thought okay, okay, okay. It was accidental. I thought you were going back play. to the sex stuff. Okay. Um. The uh. Sorry. It's true. Um, it's a gross film. But uh, but again, there are also. There are many, many like good ideas that are just not that like they like start kind of funny. Game that's gone too far. That's funny. I think that that's funny, and there's a lot of potential there. And like I think that as far as they should have pushed it was getting a phallus tattooed on his face. I think that that's as far as it should have gone. But then whenever it starts getting into like, um, it starts getting into like like anti-Semitic. Starts getting into like like anti-Asian. It starts getting into it's yeah, really getting weird. Into racist things. Getting into yeah, very uh, homophobic things. Yeah, yeah, like like transphobic things. It's just yep, it's all super uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and you're like, okay, I think this joke would have landed. Like her being dared to again, a little a little racy, but I think still landed pretty well. Whenever she's dared to blow out. The candles on a blind kid's birthday cake before he notices. Yeah, although a little like cringy, I think kind of funny and landed. Well, because I don't because so we're gonna have whether it be now or later, we're gonna have the conversation between what like what is the punchline? Yeah, fair. That I fair. think that joke actually did land because the punchline is not. I don't well you know. It's it's hold tough. On, hold on, That's now on now I'm looking myself in the mirror. Do I have blo- do I have? Oh uh, no! Oh wow! I'm I'm sinking. You're sinking. I'm sinking. I'll, I'll get your pirate, Danny. Okay, so it's it's I think because it's a difficult line. Are we laughing at the expense of that blind character? Yes. And the the answer or, there are we is laughing at wow, this person is awful. Is that bad? Um, and I think there it is 
like it's kind of writing the line. Like yeah. we're not we're not exactly sure, but I think where it gets uh, uncomfortable to the point of no return is later on in the sketch whenever it gets to like there's not really another way to look at it. We're really just trying to laugh at the expense of. Um, like these marginalized communities, like th- then it's just like low blows, and you're like, "What are you doing here?" Or just like flat out, like n- so not true, strange shit. Um, yeah, yeah, like like uh, yeah, yeah. It's it gets very uncomfortable. But there, I would say there there are I would say you know like one or two moments in the uh in in the movie that actually did land, and we're like, okay, now that's that's pretty funny. I think I think yeah. that, that that's pretty well, good. What are those two moments? I. Because there are literally only two moments, and this is a comedy film, and when you only have two moments for an hour right. 30-something. Can, can you agree there, too? Uh, perhaps. Let's let's see where, where we are. I think are. that one I mean, we can definitely agree on. I, the second one, I'm actually like – I can remember really laughing, like belly laughing twice, but I can't really remember one of them. So I'm just going to give the one, and I think okay. we can agree. Yeah. It is the uh, machines are actually children. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Okay, okay. So the concept because it's it's a thirty minute excuse me, not thirty minute, thirty second. Yeah. Thirty second sketch where like these machines that we use every day, the ATM, the printer, the uh the soda machine. Right. What it actually is It's is not that, actually robots. Yeah, or like machines themselves. They're just these boxes that have kids inside of them that they're the reason like for their operation. Yeah, and so whenever yeah, you yeah. like punch the machine or yell at the machine or curse at the machine, it like they're kids on the inside. They're kids on the inside. Like, right. literally, like, these machines are kids on the inside. Yeah, so it's like like whenever, you know, like like if, if you're putting your card in and you're getting money back from an ATM, it's actually like a kid just, like, handing you money. Yeah. And, like, that's a really funny concept. Yeah. And the way they show it and, and the way they, the like – the way that it shot, the tone. Yes, whenever they open the machines to, like, very depressingly reveal the kids. And, like, like, like the, the cinematography, like, a la Schindler's List, like, yeah. opening up the, the machine and the kids, like, in the shadows looking back at you. Yeah. That, that's uh, pretty funny. And it, like – and I think it would also be another thing, like – it would have not been as funny, if funny at all, if, like, the kids were, like, there against their will or something. Like, it yeah. was just, like, a fact of the universe that, like, no, it's just kids inside of these. And so what right. was better, what aided it was, like, the kids were dressed in order to, like, sort of represent the device that they were managing, per se. So the kids that were inside of the printer all had glasses and, like, buttoned-up white shirts as well to look like business attire as well, which I think actually sold in that sketch. I thought it was a surprisingly funny sketch. It was 30 seconds. It was, like, 30 seconds. It could not have been more than two minutes long at all. There was hardly – there wasn't any dialogue at all, actually. That was the sketch. And I would say the only other thing that, like, got me belly laughing was the reveal of – there are testicles on Hugh Jackman's neck because I just wasn't expecting it and I was completely caught off guard. Right. And so it felt very nonchalant in terms of how it was shot because it wasn't like in frame at all. It wasn't super duper like focused in on it. It was just kind of like towards the side of the frame and like Hugh Jackman just took off his like scarf and then, you know, he just kind of like turned around and then he walked off. And that was the shot, but that was the shot that revealed the testicles. And I'm like, oh, and actually... Well-directed yeah. shot. Yeah, right there. Uh, those are, I think, the only two good moments that I could say about this film. And perhaps this is a sizzle serve. I think this is a sizzle serve where the acting in this film is better 
than one would expect for how awful of a film it is. I would say it's absurd. Well, yeah. because it's like you realize, like, oh, these are like really well-known actors and for a lot of them for a reason, right? Because they're actually good at their job. So when you're giving them actual doo doo, when the scene is about doo doo and about <sighs> doo dooing on another person, oh, that's real, and they yeah. actually approach it with some semblance of honesty, you're like. Wow, that, I was not. I, I want to clarify for the for the audience for for the listener that actually is a sketch in the movie. Yeah, like so, the third like, sketch actually. A- Anna Ferris proposes to Chris Pratt that she thinks that they're ready t- for him to poop on her. Yeah, and it's, it becomes the whole thing. And JB Smoove is like the biggest proponent of it. Yeah. and like here, let me give you this like laxative to really again, loosen everything up. That, that's another example of there are like not most of the sketches in this movie are simply not funny in concept or like are just so uncomfortable but again like you said the actors do a fairly good job of really trying to push it and really trying to yeah um i probably shouldn't say push it after we talk about poop but uh it's it's yeah it's just something else i I will say the other kind of funny one for me just like just the beginning of it was funny but then it just got old and like kind of uncomfortable was um uh terrence howard's um the sketch is called victory's glory yeah where he's uh like like in a like a segregation era basketball team, yeah. Um, talking about like their game plan or whatever. I, I would say like the beginning of that was kind of funny for me. And I was to like, give okay. proper context, he's coaching an all black high school team, and they're about to play an all white right. high school team. And he and basically like the joke that he keeps saying over and over again is like, no guys, like you don't understand, like like you're gonna win, like yeah. th- like you don't need a game plan because like you're black and they're white, and like you guys are supposed to be yeah. good at basketball, right? And I would say like the like the very first couple moments of that joke were funny and then they just beat the shit out of that be- joke. to beat where it you're to like absolute I'm crap. kind of uncomfortable at this point. Yeah. yeah. And then the white team comes in and just like yeah, it's it's just And like there's some jokes in that particular sketch, right? Particularly when the white like team comes in. Yeah. Well, and it was like, okay, so like this joke is about like white like racist white people. Right. Yeah. And like the fact that they're called the white knights and like they're just like racist, scummy bastards. Yeah. And like, OK, like, like that's that's the joke. But then other jokes in that sketch were like, we are black. We must be good at this thing. You know, just like right. making that racial stereotype. But the, and then beating it to the ground yeah. to such an extensive, excessive right. point. Well, and also it's like uh, another thing that kind of gets me is the um, just – like oh, I will say it was it was pretty funny at the very end of the sketch. Whenever uh, the like white team is celebrating because they made a buzzer beater and it's like as if they won the game, and then it yeah. pans up and like the reason they're celebrating is because they scored their first point and it's like a hundred three to one. Yeah, like that that that's pretty funny. I think like that that was a pretty good reveal. Um, but yeah, there's just so much. Uh, and, and well, and I think the other thing that really bothers me and that's so difficult is that it came out in 2013, and to think back to when I was 15 years old, whenever this came out, it, it you cannot excuse it with any sort of, like, era. Like, this was... No. Like, 2013 was late. That was, yeah. that was far too recent to be, to, to, to be excusing this movie yeah. for any reason. And you know a lot I mean? of the actors in this film, like, are still working. Like, they're still doing other yeah. things, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, this isn't, like, a unrecent thing one of the like main producers of this film freaking directed green book that came out a few yeah. years ago which you revealed to me and i was yeah absolute shocker i was shocked one of well. these directors and writers is james gunn who yeah. like 
directed and helped write the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy films as well as the Suicide Squad. So uh, like Elizabeth Banks, excellent actor and director who has been a huge proponent. Like you went too far with director, but she's noteworthy in terms of her direction. Noteworthy, you're right. Noteworthy. Great actor. I think uh, she, and she has done many things in terms of like advancing feminism. It, it just directs the most uncomfortable and just abysmal sketch in this movie about like Chloe Grace Moretz and her first period and it's just so uncomfortable and then she get and then Elizabeth Banks in another sketch gets like pissed on by a cartoon cat and like shot by this cat and it's just it's not it's not it and with the period one I know like we're 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 dancing around a lot of landmines we are continually but, but in in an effort to like trying to analyze like what was the joke what was the punchline and why didn't it land well and because so, it's like, like there's not really a way of getting away from the the content just simply yeah. the like it's not even a matter of like dissecting it or like yeah. how did they do it it's like no i i can i can guess how they did well, it because it's, they're trying to what they're a lot of these sketches how they're written and they're all most of them are written by different people like it, there's way too many cooks in this kitchen Right. Uh, like that goes without saying, but like a lot of the jokes, they're written to be offensive, and that's the punchline. It's it being yeah. offensive as opposed to like holding up a mirror or anything. It's shot like comedy. That. It's shot comedy, and like shot comedy, that was like is. I mean, I don't know if it was the death of shot comedy, but like shoot, like that may have killed this movie. Movie forty three may have killed shot comedy fair because of like it just it was just rough it's just rough and then so going back to this like period scene where you have like you can kind of tell by the structure and the execution of it that like the punchline was supposed to be men are stupid and are negligent about women and are just gross as well that like that's supposed to be the punchline but it doesn't come across clearly i don't right. think I'm, I'm i'm like i'm 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 grasping well, at straws here but I it's just it's like the, a lot of these jokes don't land because they're i mean they're not funny but like they're there's a lack of clarity when it comes to the punchline is, is right. the biggest thing well i think another thing is like let's let's look at some of the some of the more renowned shot comics right you got your Dave Chappelle's, your Ricky Gervais, your George Carlin, people like yeah. that. Right? And like some of those and shot comics, comics who you just mentioned are like falling out of style uh, because. Yeah, absolutely. Of, and like, yeah. And, and not, not undeservedly so. Right. Well, it, it's, I think uh, largely because their whole MO, what they, what they do is they're trying their hardest to find communities that are the most sensitive and the most prone to being shocked and being appalled um so like for a long time it was christians right and like christians were the target of a lot of shock comedy yeah um like like it, especially like you know that was george carlin's big thing was like that he always would go after christians um really uptight people in general as well sure yeah, yeah. um but like like the the communities have shifted to where now the the most easily shocked community, the one that's easy, like easiest to poke at and get a reaction out of, it happens to be the LGBTQ plus communities, um, yeah. and that that seems to be now the 
the trend of shock comics is I'm going to go after that community because it is the easiest to yeah, shock and perturb. Yeah, it's easy to poke at a marginalized community. Sure, 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 sure. Well, yes, it's easy to poke at any community that does not want to be poked. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's, you know, that, 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 that's, that's what they're going for. But I think what separates those shock comics and the reason that they were uh, so renowned and so popular for so long is because even though they were shocking – at the end of the day, they, they end with a message, and they're doing it for a reason, whereas this has no reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's not to say that the shot comics are good. That's just to and say And not that... to say, like, it worked every time. Because, no. like, Dave Chappelle is a very recent example of that not working recently. Uh, absolutely. For a and lot same of with Richard Gervais. And yes. I, I, I... We're, not, we're not excusing it. Right. But, like, they're, we're trying to, like, establish and present yeah. that, like, there are people that have pulled this off. Right. Right, right, right. Um. And that is not it. Or even though those comedians, like, earlier in their career were able to pull it off in some ways, but haven't recently. But you got to be smart about it. But you got to be smart about it. Because this gotta movie have a is reason. just dumb comedy. Yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to be driven for a specific reason, and this yeah. was not. Bo Birdman, another example of a shock comic that I think actually pulls it off. Yeah. That he, he makes some, like, really shocking stuff that you're like, holy shit, did he just say that? Yes, he did. But he does it for a reason for the most part. Not all the time. Yeah. Um, well, and, like, in an and effort this has still, no drive. But in an effort, like, shock comedy is at its most effective when it's putting a mirror to the audience. When it yeah. makes the audience realize something about themselves. That is when shock comedy is effective. And that is when you should do shock comedy. You shouldn't do shock comedy just for the sake of doing shock comedy. Right. You can't just, like, all of a sudden say a racist joke and, like, ha, ha, ha. The joke is... That's racist. That's not funny. You're just being right. racist for yeah. no point, and you just are an idiot. The shock shouldn't be, I'm shocked they said that. They shouldn't have. It should be, I'm shocked they said that. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, and it makes me realize something about myself. Yeah. And then and then the laugh sort of comes up. It's like the uncomfortable nature about myself, the uncomfortable nature of like what I have to deal with. Uh I want to I want to talk about brief, very briefly. I just want to bring this up rather uh, a movie that effectively does this sort of thing, where it rides the line effectively and also doesn't ride the line effectively at all. Twofold, right? The same film, oh. Tropic Thunder. Ah, interesting. Film. Because uh, and before very we you know launch ourselves about. into this break, I'll just briefly mention that I think Tropic Thunder does a really good job of surprisingly, and this is going to sound awful out of context, I recognize it, pulling off blackface. Because the mm. joke, the punchline of that, Robert Downey Jr.'s character being is a blackface, the, is, the white people. is not black people. The yeah. punchline is not black people yeah. at all. The punchline is these white actors and these white people yeah. who are trying to poke fun at this and are, like, actors as well who are, like, way too devoted at this of doing inhumane shit in right. order for their, like, roles as if they're, like being in this like higher zone of like zen or art or right. like capacity because they're doing it for theater or anything like that right and like that's effectively done because that's the punchline and then also having in that ensemble right. another black character who's calling into question dude what the fuck are you doing right and then well, you have the other side of that coin where it's not done done well at all uh simple jack you have uh, uh, yes. A character uh, in a previous, you know, film within that film played by Ben Stiller, ben Stiller and the right. joke is just making fun of uh, people who have mental disabilities, and it's like, okay, that's not funny. Yeah. And it's amazing how like that movie does both. And as for movie forty three, for sure, it does a lot more of the latter, and it does none 
of the former. Right. Well, I, I think another thing that, that goes into Tropic Thunder is, and uh, as, as, as we're uh, wrapping up here, um, is that uh, that joke, it's, it's all about who is making the joke, I think, right? Yeah. So, like, it, we're talking about, like, you know, um, there are a lot of, you know, like, white comedians that can make fun of white people, and it's not weird, or, like, black comedians that make, make fun of black people, and it's not as weird because it's coming from them, right? And it's, and it's who is making the joke. And whenever it gets into movies and television and, and this art form, it gets dicey because it's like, well, if you want to get technical – it's really the writer that's making the joke and the actor is just portraying the joke. And so I think it's not in great taste, but in okay taste that Robert Downey Jr. is doing that because it's coming from, like, he, Robert Downey Jr. is not the one making the joke. He's saying it and he is and he is uh, the, the poster boy of it, but it's not, like, I, I think that we as an audience know that he's not the one that's, that that made the line. It's but But also, like, even... It's a lot easier to make the joke when you're a part of that community, and I'm not saying you can't make the joke when you're not part of that community, but like it is, it is much more of a tightrope. Yes. When when you're not part of that, it's community. definitely a it's careful a line yeah. to you absolutely. Now, regardless of who wrote Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that film, it was still a well done joke. Right, and uh, let's get into. Um, I guess we can get into roll call next, as well as like if this if there was a way of this movie succeeding in the next segment. All right. Sure. Yes, sir. All right, and welcome back, folks. So, uh, where we left off, I teased just a tiny bit, um, a little bit of roll call. Um, roll call is becoming a, a recurring segment for us, and let me tell you, I really like it. I'm really into this roll call thing. It forces so, us to get into specificity. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's a more organized way rather than just like our thoughts or notes of, of yeah, getting to the meat of it. So, um, Danny, I'm just going to go down the line here and give you just a couple of uh, – just a couple of – sketches from this movie okay and then you you tell me your gut reaction your first thoughts sure. okay okay um right off the bat i'm just gonna go ahead and just lump all of the pitch segments into one with with uh, the dennis quaid through line right uh-huh. um how do we feel about all of those scenes individually uh awful it was bad poorly written uh probably some of actually the weaker acting in the film uh there's a rape joke in there that's not funny yeah. uh they oh dennis quaid uh holds great uh greg kinnear at gunpoint and it's like he's literally holding the audience at gunpoint and then it made me think to myself, is this movie supposed to even try to be good That's in the first good. place? Yeah. Like, is this movie trying to be bad just to mess with us? I had that legitimate thought in my mind. Uh, but, but that being said, like, I felt it was such a of. lame through line. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just boring. And like, I could also tell Common didn't want to be there. Oh, there's no way Common wanted to be there. Why would he want to be there? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it lacks common sense. Oh, you. Um, something that Thank you I, for laying the joke set. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> laugh track better? Sorry. Uh, so there was something that happened with these uh, settings, these sketches, these, these sketch settings, that was common throughout the entire oh, – I'm just going to keep saying it – common throughout the entire movie. And it is, for some reason, every set they chose and that they designed – looked like it was either from a porn movie or from uh from Tommy Wiseau's 
Tommy it, so yeah, is the, it, is the it room. The room or room? Okay, the uh, room. The room. The room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it looked insanely cheap. It, I you know had I mean? that thought as well. I'm like, this can't be somebody's office in like a studio yeah, place. Like this and looks... like this like this hallway. Like this looks awful. Yeah. And the lighting was like it, meh. the lighting was practically fluorescent and not quite but practically. And all of the walls were like white or off white. And it was like Yeah, why and it are we was doing this? like and the cinematography, for the most part, there were like two shots I would give, um, is devoid of character. Like the there only shot that I actually been. liked was like it was like this one shot that kept going back and forth to Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear, and I'm like, oh, okay, like you were actually getting the flow of a scene. It wasn't a good scene, still, but I'm like, yeah. okay, like that was actually a well directed portion of that. And then at least Will Sasso was a great physical actor. That's the most I can give. For that, uh, it was so freaking stupid. Also, yeah. just how the scene was staged, and like there were multiple moments prior that Greg Kinnear could have just taken the gun from Dennis Quaid's character, anyways. Like it was just so stupid, and it was a very, very lame through line to put these sketches together. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that better through line is, but you, it, it was so pathetic. Yeah, that it calls the legitimacy and and the really just the creation of this movie into question. I would, go, I would okay. go with that. Um, the, the the next segment, The Catch with Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet, where Hugh Jackman has testicles on his neck. Uh, it was a good reveal, and it's like, it's these consistent jokes that have to do with the fact of, like, Hugh Jackman has testicles on his neck, and it's a good antithesis to the fact of how beautiful Hugh Jackman is as a human being. Fair. Uh, and I would say, if you have a sketch like that in your film, you are allowed one sketch that's as gross as that. Now, as we see later on, uh, almost every other sketch is as gross, if not more gross. But, True. like, you you are allowed that. And I thought that even though the jokes weren't insanely clever or anything, it was decent enough physical comedy where I'm like, okay, like, I can give you a little bit of that. And because the reveal of the balls on his neck were, was so good that I was okay with, like, all of these, like, Right. jokes about like this one thing about so him. we were saying that it it was okay that yeah. sketch was was fine if all the other sketches in this movie were really good except for that one do you think that would change the way we're talking about it yeah probably i, th I think, I'm the, not I think sure. that we would say it's trash um we would probably make it one of the weaker ones mm -hmm. you know but like you know balls to the wall with this one i guess balls to the neck yeah um so next one's homeschooled. Yeah, with uh, Liev Schreiber and Naomi, uh, Watts. Naomi Watts. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, with the ones about like they're homeschooling other kid with a proper quote unquote high school experience. Yeah. Uh, conceptually it's good. There's a homophobic joke in there that like the punch. I I guess the punchline is like how cruel high schoolers can be, but I don't think it lands in the way that it. Uh, to, they yeah. wanted it to. Yeah, uh, because I don't think it was well done, and I don't think it was that funny. Uh, but. I'll give the concept a, a thumbs up for that one. And like concept Naomi, thumbs up. Yeah, and then Leif Schreiber and Naomi Watts were great in it as well. Uh and were great characters in it. I, I like but even it was it was still a little bit tough towards the end. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say it was it was uh kind of weird near the end, but again, yeah, absolutely great concept, great setup. I think Naomi Watts and Leif Schreiber overall did a really pretty good job. Yeah. I think they were pretty funny. Yeah. Um, These are good actors. That's the thing about this great film. Good actors. Good actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, the proposition, which is Chris Pratt and Anna Faris's uh, poop sketch. Awful. Awful. Terrible. Not funny. Poop jokes are just... You're allowed one fart joke at most, and it's got to be like... It's got to be like a joke that like eases tension or something, but like at that yeah. and like poop jokes aren't funny. They're really lame. They, the, the thing yeah. is, a lot of the jokes in this film are low hanging fruit. And so for this sketch, like it's like cream of the crop. Like we think that poop jokes are funny. And it's one of those things where Mac and I were discussing like this film must have been really funny in the writer's room. Like, yeah. Can you imagine being in a room with a group of your friends and you're just like being absurd about like, like, oh, what if this sketch is like this? And like yeah. the idea of this particular scene where Anna Ferris wants to be pooped on uh, by Chris Pratt is funnier in concept than it'll ever, ever be an execution to the point that you shouldn't bother executing it at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that the night that they got super drunk and thought all this crap up was a very fun night for them. Yeah. It should have stayed in that night. Yes. Uh, yeah. l- let me call back to one of the first episodes that we did in this season where we reviewed the movie Tusk, right? Starring Justin yeah. Long. And so part of the credits in that movie is essentially is, – is the equivalent of what I just said of, of like the two writers or like one of the main writers and director in this film is just like having like – actually doing a podcast and from their actual recording of like, what if in the end of this film, like <laughs> they, they, they realized like, you know, these characters, Justin Long's character is more walrus than human than he used to be. And it's so like that experience of like writing it down is like funny, but the actual, you know, execution of it wasn't right. funny. And I will give like the writers like, Hey, maybe it was funny when they were writing it. Right. It should not have been shot. At all. Right. Well, you know the most important similarity between Tusk and Movie 43. Which is? Justin, Justin Long. Long. Exactly. Um, so so he's really the plague of the earth. Um, that's not true. I love Justin Long. So, uh, next one, Veronica. What? No, you keep going. Keep going. Can I? Can, why do you have to acknowledge every face you I make? You seem shocked. I, I want to make sure that that's I That's a little Easter you. egg for the visual audience. And now Veronica. you have derailed the audio audience. Veronica. Uh, with Kieran Culkin and Emma Stone. It's ridiculous because, like, the acting in that sketch is good. They're just trying to, like, they're past lovers and really angry at each other, but simultaneously trying to seduce each other in the middle of a grocery store, and, like, the microphone is accidentally on, so, so everybody like, hears it. Right, right. And so, like, the acting is, like, actually okay, and it's fun to watch Kieran Culkin and Emma Stone at work. Because they're very good. Like, yeah. they're very good actors. It's just yeah. so, so freaking weird. And, and, and I then, will say... Yeah, please. The, uh... Uh, I might add on to, like, I thought it was super funny whenever, like, the, all the old people in the grocery store banded together to, like, let him go and... and oh, you thought that was funny. ...find her. What, uh, at the very end, like, whenever she left, and they were talking, and it was like, you need to go after her. And, and he's like, but I work the right, like, till 5 a.m. And it's like, I can cover till 3. I'll go 3 to 5. And, like, see, they, yeah. they start I guess the stuff. idea of that is funny. I, yeah. thought, I thought that that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. Or, like, it's just, like, a bunch of elderly people. Like, go banger, man. Like, I thought that that was, like, a kind of funny concept. Eh. It wasn't executed well, once again. Like, yeah, it's one, I mean, it's one of those it things that it's the perfect example, once again, that they have one joke and they beat the living shit out of it. Yeah. It's just, like, just say that joke once and move on. On. In some instances, the literal get a new it. joke. Get a new joke. Um, 
Okay. Oh, we haven't even talked about one of the worst oh. ones yet. Are you nervous? Yeah, no, I'm nervous about this one because it's it's genuinely awful. I don't even know how to talk about it's it. It's gross. It's it's gross. Do we just say that it's bad and move on? No. iBabe? It's yeah, it's iBabe where what if it's an iPod, but the iPod is a naked woman. That's it. It's the whole joke. That's the whole joke. That's the and joke. That's the joke. It's Isn't that funny, guys? Cuz it isn't. It isn't funny at all. And that's it. That's the. That's it. That's the. Well, end of because the like that's that's the punchline. Boom. That's it. We're done. Okay. Hey. Woo. Um. The charging port is in the nether regions, and so of course all of no the- no no that isn't the charging port. There's like it's like a coolant. Like it's like a like a oh, fan you're so that's right. in there. It's a coolant. And of course, like the joke is like, oh, what if like the iPod is a naked woman, and then oh my god, like horny teenage boys. Start want putting to start putting you know their fingers and or uh you know phallic objects inside of this hole. Oh my god, it has a fan. Oh my god, it rips it off. Ah, funny. Yeah, and so like their 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 dicks getting it's cut off. It's just low hanging, like right because it's very sophomoric and very potty humor. Where it's just like huh, naked body. Oh my god, what if like this happens? Ha ha ha. Yeah, like in the, it's not in, cle- it's not clever. It's in the, the credits issue. and the bloopers, there's legitimately a clip of one of the actors. Don't even I can't remember who it is. Just going up to this poor naked woman that's that's been hired to just stand there, and he just like starts like like just pointing at her. Yeah, like just pointing at her private yeah. parts, and I'm like, oh, that's really sad. Okay, um, which we're gonna get back to it's a rough. very special it's just, segment. It's bad. It's bad. It's involving bad. that later. Superhero speed dating. Justin Lawn, Jason Sudeikis, Uma Thurman, their uh, Kristen Bell, hell. Um, it's a it's a good concept in theory where you have Robin, yes, from like Batman and Robin, like Robin, Robin. He needs a date. Uh, is speed dating because he's a loser, and right. so and then Batman is consistently getting in the way of that. Like conceptually funny, yeah. I think. Uh, and like, but then like, it just ends up being Batman funny yeah. concept and then it ends up being not funny towards the end because no. there's a transgender joke that uh, is not funny and then there's also oh like a really creepy joke where like batman is just looking at a uh, supergirl's crotch like directly into it and is yeah. like harassment a lot of it is harass oh yeah no and then there's a joke about superman who is uh uh pleasuring himself uh in front of uh lois, lois lane window yep and then he, uh, then he finishes, and it breaks the window that he's looking through. Yep. And so, yeah. like, harassment's funny, guys. Yeah. Surprise, Louis C.K. wasn't in that uh, oh, sketch. no. Machine Kids. Machine Kids was good. Machine Kids was the two-minute one that we briefly discussed where yeah. what if the machines were actually kids, you know? And that, that – because it doesn't stay in there too long. Yeah. Because right when it finishes, like, really telling well, the, the joke, it gets out. the kids stay in there pretty long. Ah, middle school date. Um, that is Christopher Mintz Plus. That's Chloe Grace Moretz. Where she has her Banks. first period. And once again, like the joke of it is supposed to be men are idiots, but the joke isn't done well. And it's just not that funny. And the script isn't that good. Is there more to be said? No, it's just, it's sad. And I, yeah, I felt sad. I felt more sad than like, haha, this is funny. Like, and I and felt... we're, we're going to get back to that. Um, we are? Jesus. Yes. Uh, happy birthday. Which, which is? is Johnny Knoxville and uh, Gerard Butler and Sean William Scott. And and Johnny Knoxville kidnaps a leprechaun. And, oh, yeah, there's also a, a little person joke. 
uh okay yeah and it's bad it's also bad and then like the punchline in the end is like they kill these two leprechauns and then they get a pot of gold and then johnny knoxville character also kidnapped a fairy who uh uh who... performs fellatio for gold coins hooray yeah. that's funny woo truth or dare it's rough it's rough. It's once again like Stephen Merchant and Halle Berry are good actors, and it's ridiculous watching them uh, because it, the script is so bad. And yeah, and then there's a surgery performed on Stephen Merchant's character where he looks like a bucktooth uh, East Asian individual, and like there's no other way to say it, but like the punchline is like, don't Asian individuals look funny? Yeah, that's really it. Like what? Like then she calls him Yao Ming. And she calls him Yao Ming. Thank you yeah. for mentioning that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's racial stereotyping. Well, and, like, we're really, like, you know, sticking ourselves in the mud in terms of, like, this movie is just rough yeah. through and through. It's just bad. What's what's the last few? Um, last one. Uh, yeah, last two. Um, Victory's Glory, which is. It's uh, not that well executed. Move on. Terrence Howard. And then Beazel. It's just gross. It's and Diesel so is an animated cat performs a piss so shower on Elizabeth Banks. Who cares? Gross. Like who cares? Who cares? This movie sucks, and I'm not gonna like rule out sketch films forever. Well, but I'm like I'm like, Danny, but I'm just I think that sick that's, and tired of it. I think that that's what what the next part of the conversation seems to be for us. Was there? I'm any getting hope? exhausted talking about this film. Was there any hope for this movie? Was there any section, or or do you think there's a, a world in which? A sketch movie like this with all these celebrities could ever work. Well, I wanna, I want to say yes. I don't want to rule it out of the question because I'm like, oh, a sketch film. Like I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by the concept because there are multiple sketch TV shows for the past decades and decades that have been around for a while. Like the most popular one is SNL, and even though they've fallen out of vogue here and there, there still have been some throughout the years that have, uh, you know, acquired notoriety, like Key and Peele or Chappelle Show, for example, right? right. And so, like sketch shows exist and are still a thing and they happen right and people enjoy them and so I'm, i don't want to rule out sketch films you know entirely as a concept right but it's like when you present a go around like this like it really begs the question of like who are the people that you're bringing on for this film and who's the production company that allows yeah. this to happen and well, so essentially how this movie was made was that they were just coerced big time actors in order to do this as like a favor essentially and they would not know any other part of this film did not have a hand in any part of this film and so you have 12 different cooks in this kitchen making a Frankenstein in front of you and, and and trying to force it in front of the audience and say, hey, isn't this funny? And absolutely isn't. That it because it lacks through line, it lacks cohesion, it's all over the place. And when it's all over the place, then you're gonna really rely on the fact of like the sketches themselves being funny. But the sketches themselves aren't funny because they're just being offensive. And when you're having offensive just be there for offensive sake, it's not funny. It's just insulting. And you're wasting my time. And you're not making me learn anything about myself either or even making me laugh. You're just literally wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And that's just, in, in my personal opinion, that's one of the biggest blights that you could perform in terms of any sort of artistic capacity is wasting someone's time. Because there is so much art in this universe and we recognize that right the more and more we look at other things that if you're like just simply wasting somebody's time that's just disgusting because i 
because for the love of God, we were only on this earth for such a brief period of time. It's very, Man. very brief. All right. Danny. And it's not worth twiddling the thumbs and it's not worth putting this, this vomit, this disgusting filth and, 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 and putting it on a plate in front of us. It's not worth it. And it's gross. And every single writer and director in this film and every single producer, probably more so, should feel ashamed of themselves. Oh, and damn. and I hope they lost sleep over this. Oh, man. Damn, Danny. Oh, I like that one. I hope they've lost sleep. That's good. That's good shit, Danny. Proud of you. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, where does it... Um, well said. Well said. Where does it what shape are you doing? up? I'm, I'm trying to find. Uh, what are you trying I remember to find? There was a an episode earlier in this season because that, I gave you so much time to filibuster. Well, yeah, and then it, g- it gave me an idea, and I'm wondering because there's there was a, a movie that we watched earlier this season that was like an easy F, and I'm wondering if this is in your easy F category. Basically, was it was it not Tusk? I'm very confused on like what you what Tusk. you mean by I that. I don't think. But so, well but said. Way to find... try to figure out the question while you're looking it up, Mac. This is this is recording 101. Danny, right? Danny, I'm Danny, trying Danny, to actively Danny, filibuster Danny, for Danny, you buddy, right now. Buddy, buddy, does buddy, this I'm, does this instantly? There, uh, you were mad at the movie, not me. We're okay, buddy. I'm sorry, we're okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. We're okay. And I'm sorry for for suggesting this film. No, no, well. don't be, don't be. It's it's. Uh, there was a discussion that we had after watching it where there was this moment of like, do we review this? And I'm glad that we did, and um, and I think that we should have reviewed it, and that and that's good, and I'm glad, and I'm glad that we you know stuck to our guns a little bit there, but. Yeah, there there is definitely like a uh, it's difficult reviewing, and I'm I'm I, I I do regret I apologize to the audience right now that we didn't say this on the front end. I wish that we would have, um, but because we didn't, I'll make sure to say it now as clear as possible. We cannot uh, like recommend you staying away from this movie enough. Like, please, like I know that we've been talking a lot about it, and I think part of the reason that we've tried to go really hard into detail is so that you don't feel like you've missed anything and that you have to watch it. You have not missed anything. Do not, do not give your money to this film, please. For the love of all that is good and holy in the world, do not watch this film at, at all costs. Fair to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't be supporting this. Please don't. Um, however, I think that it, uh, it definitely begs an interesting question, which is, Danny, let's say that you were approached by a very, very wealthy producer that you know and love. Sure, um, yeah. Whose work I respect, let's say. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that you're working alongside really, really big names. And you're not sent an entire script, but you're just sent a script for your sketch, right? And yours, let's say that your sketch was just the, uh, the, the testicles in the neck Hugh Jackman sketch, right? Yeah. Do you take it? Because you don't know that this is the movie that's about to be made. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, like, I can see how all these actors wound up in here. We're just right. like, all right, how bad can this be? Right. If, if you're Stephen Merchant and they show you the, the makeup and the costume that you're about to do for the last scene of that uh, Truth or Dare sketch – is that just like a walkout? Is that just like a I'm done here? Yeah, I yeah, you got to you got to walk out on that or like you got to have a serious discussion of like w- what are we doing? Yeah. What is this joke? Yeah. How how is this going to land? How are we going to make it land? Mm-hmm. Like because clearly from there there was no discussion about that 
period. Uh, that, I mean, it was yeah. just disgusting. It's it, just disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, can we agree that, ah, uh, well, no. I think that there definitely are some actors at fault here. Because um, I, I, we, we both really like to be actor apologists. We both like to say it wasn't the actor's fault, like they were just doing their job. I think there were quite yeah. a few actors that are at fault here. Yeah, no, for sure. For um, sure. That, like, m- maybe... I can, I can imagine some jokes, you know, going slipping through the cracks, right? So, uh-huh. like in homeschooled, you have the two parents say the uh, the f homophobic slur to the yeah. kid, and like, okay, maybe they had a discussion about like, okay, what's the punchline of this joke? All right, well, it's like high school is being, you know, unwarranted assholes. Okay, like I can imagine that one like slipping through the cracks, but then you also have. Batman in the speed dating one have like a transgender joke and then also be sexually harassing multiple characters in that film. It's just like, okay, like what, what, like is nobody going to stop this? Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's, it's 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 bad. It's bad. I don't know. What what do you want me to say? It's it's not even a matter of like, I wish that someone would have come in and saved it. Or I wish that there would have been some sort of like, moral higher ground but somebody needed to stop this film yeah it yeah it's more like it should not have been made in the first place correct um i think that there personally i do think that there is hope for something like this i think that the idea of i'm gonna really take my time and just like whenever actors want to put something together i think that would be super fun i think that like like a lorne michaels would be really good at producing something like that mm. um and i think that'd be that'd be a fun time I think where it gets difficult for me is that I feel like the original concept comes from a place of we're going to make a sketch comedy movie a la, you know, like we're talking about Key and Peele, SNL, these, uh, you know, Odenkirk and Gross, these like sketch comedy Monty Python type shows. Um, but we're going to make it really well produced and with really good actors, just like a lot more money, and a lot more time. Yeah. Right. Makes total sense to me. Here's the problem. It wasn't well produced. It was. And it actually, wasn't well written. Either. It was not well written. It looked like garbage it sounded like garbage so and and it especially confused me because as i was watching it, i was thinking to myself like snl over the past couple of seasons i'd say at least the past three or four years has been better produced than this like not, not, not uh, jokes aside just in a week they are able to make things that are more visually and uh, acoustically appealing yeah. than this i'm, I'm confused how they're able to do that so much better and so much quicker now. So I think that at this point, if they really made a very, very high-quality product and really actually focused on making something that was that high tier, I think that that, that, that has hope. Um, I think there are a lot of actors that would be good at that nowadays. Um, like, why, why the hell not? Um, but just a different helm. Peter Farrelly, being the producer of this, the, the executive producer of this, did not deserve to be, and I think that that's where a lot of this went wrong. Is that I think that the person at the at the, the person that was the through line of this, the person that was at the helm of all of these, because obviously they were written and directed by a bunch of different people, but because it wasn't just like one or two that were uncomfortable, all of them were bad. So it must have been the person that was in con- in the most control of all of them or overseeing all of them that was the problem. So I, I think that. That the fault, if there was to be a primary fault, lays at the feet of Peter Farrelly. And that's a two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. Danny, how do we even wrap this one up? 
It's bad. How, how do we even wrap this one up, man? It's bad. Don't watch it. I mean, uh, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's not the worst thing I've ever what seen. What is the worst thing you've ever seen, Dave? Uh, number one cheerleader camp. Yeah. I, I wish I could, like, bleach my eyes, like, from, oh. from that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I get that. that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's bad. Uh, is it the worst thing that we've seen this season? Probably. Probably. I'd say uh, safely, yeah. Uh, it's, it's in the conversation. Uh, bottom three, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Don't watch it. I don't know. Like it, it's difficult to have a conversation sometimes about like really, really, really shitty stuff because it's just like it's wrong all over the place. And it's amazing because like I don't want to rule off sketch films of forever, but I think like now from it's here not on good out, representation. what now from here on out when somebody's like I want to make a sketch film, and then probably a bunch of producers are gonna be like oh like movie forty three. Right, fair, that, like, fair. It's amazing how one film may have it was a real screwed shame. it up for an entire genre right. for the next like 25 years plus. Because this was kind of an experiment in ways. Yeah. So sad that it had to be this. So sad that it had to be this. Uh, yeah, there's, there was a much better way of doing this that way, that just was not done. And um, yeah, please don't see it. Please don't see it. Please don't see it. Yeah, and, and we will promise to just uh, leave it out of our uh, memories or vernacular as long uh, as we uh, make an exception for our tier list. Yep. And that is that. Um, Danny, next week? Uh-huh. Or next episode? Next time. We are Next time, we are reviewing, you guessed it, Season 3 of Barry. Woo, Season 3 of Classic, Barry. Classic, Season 3 of Barry. Something that's actually good. It's actually good and something that's coming out right now, something that's relevant, something that's yeah. here and happening. Thank you. This was so exhausting. This was, yeah. I... I Dare I say regret? In in ways, Anyways. Uh, most ways, yeah. always. Yeah. I we need to. Uh, no. I need to take a bath. <laughs>